Yeet. Uh, let me pull up the rundown and mute the TV. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the content version of this week's episode, the week of February 10th. My name is Colby and I am biting the intro from Fighting in the War Room. I feel like I heard this from somewhere, so I thought you were doing <laughs> I thought you were imitating something. So I was like, huh. All right. Um, I don't have anything quirky to say. <laughs> I have so much grading I need to do. <laughs> I'm so tired. What grading? You're a band teacher. I do practice logs and I give them theory homework. They all have all of my kids have theory books. That they uh, they do like very basic music theory out of, so they can get like ra- well rounded knowledge. So um, you. they do um, like so like my lesson this past week was on sharps and flats and accidentals, and so they have to do two like pages where they learn what to do and it gives them the instructions, and then they have a a, a review page which I grade. Um, that it's like, okay, here's the information that you just learned. Now apply it to, to this. And then I see, okay, where are the struggles? Where do people not understand stuff? And so then I can build my next lesson plans towards that for the next week. Did you teach them that without music, life would just be flat? Um, I did tell that joke this weekend because I was at all County band and I was on the mic with a, like a hundred and something middle school kids. Actually, no. My coworker told that one, <laughs> Steve. Shout out to Steve if you're listening. You see, that was a good one. <laughs> they loved it. See, I was gonna make a comment about the pedagogy, but I'm just gonna leave it at B flat. Uh, <laughs> Hi, <laughs> Mav. Hi, I'm Maverick. Let's do this. You oh yeah, you can I'm find at. me at D underscore River underscore O. You know where now. you can find me if you haven't followed me already. Then kick rocks. Aaron <laughs> at Aaron P Friedman. Um, and at Corey Complains Podcast, uh, what's our podcast Twitter? Why did I just blank on it? Aren't we at Never Made Never Pod? Made Pod. Never Made Pod. That's we go through is. this like every single episode. <laughs> We've been doing this for a year and a half. Uh, rate and review the podcast really helps us out. We appreciate it muchly. Uh, so let's talk about some of the things we've been watching, playing, watching, reading stuff this week. Two weeks. Yeah. Um, I'll start because I got to dip real quick. Uh, I finished like the. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I finished the main game of Super Mario Odyssey already. It was kind of short, um, but fun from start to finish. And I f- am like maybe 20% done. So I still have a lot left to 100% the game, which I'm looking Wait, forward you, to. Well, you, you beat it, but you got 20%. That doesn't that math doesn't sound correct. It's like how you only needed 80-something stars to beat Super Mario 64, but there were 120 stars in the game. You but still, they, like a couple hundred. Be. You only needed like 150, st- 150 moons to beat the story of Super Mario Odyssey, and there are 999. Oh, my sweet Jesus. God. Yeah, so Good I got Lord. a lot. It's going to last Zelda. me a long time. It's like in Zelda. There's 900 Korok seeds, and I'm not going to collect all that crap. I'm, I got t- oh, I have I'm a gonna, life. Uh, I have a life I need to lead. I'm going to 100% this game, and I'm looking forward to it. So, yeah. Uh, Excellent game. David, I highly recommend it for your next Switch game, and I'm going to get Breath of the Wild probably next. Do it. It's so good. It's so good. 
I haven't uh, had this much fun playing a video game in a long time. See, I don't like puzzles, and I'm afraid to get a Zelda game. But I also so don't have good. a Nintendo. It's so good. <laughs> a Nintendo. A Nintendo, like the old say. <laughs> okay, uh, next All up, right, Riverdale. <laughs> Riverdale, is, Riverdale is peak bad. I like the noir episode, though. I, like, I, I haven't finished this week, but I really like the noir episode. It is peak Riverdale being so dumb. I will repeat what I said before we started <laughs> recording. Riverdale is the best when it's trying to be something that it's not. I watched that episode and I legitimately don't know who's the good guy, who's the bad guy. Because they changed it like eight times in the same episode. But it's fun. Also, Veronica <laughs> expected Reggie to break into a prison and steal presumably millions of dollars worth of drugs alone. Does yeah, he have big hands? That's his end game. And SAT scores. <laughs> Walks out of SAT and quits junior year. Just take it again. Right? Just wait till the next day. Like, go like, to Greendale. <laughs> take it there. There's Honestly, not just if, one. That's why they made the rule where you take you get a free SAT junior year so you can take more and then pay for more. Or if it means that much to you, you can probably wait to the beginning of your senior year to take the SAT and be fine. Oh, man. Oh, Archie. <laughs> Worst character on your own show. <laughs> really? <You know? laughs> I don't know. What about Piper on Orange is the New Black? Oh, God. Yeah, that's worse. <laughs> Does anyone have anything more to say about Riverdale? I feel like there's nothing more to say other than that it's still stupid. Like and I, I still said, love it, it. There's a lot of lot of just tomfoolery and you just gotta love it. Yeah. It's the only show I watch that right now that makes me like yell at the TV even when I'm alone. Yeah. It's dumb and you love it. Well, I mean, good segue. This next show that I'm talking about is one that will make you do that. So I've recently gotten really into a show called Love After Lockup. Um, basically, the premise of the show is there are these people that go on meetaninmate.com and they fall in love <laughs> and it follows their life as they get out of, as the inmate gets out of prison. That's a real thing? Yes. Like, can I look it up right now? Yes. What is it, it called? It is Love After Lockup. It's no, on no, no, WeTV. No, 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 no. The website. Oh, we TV. No, 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 no. The website in which oh, they meet. Meet, meet an inmate.com. I found a guy <laughs> on there that I, his profile was amazing. He wrote a poem and one of, one of his favorite foods was tomatoes. Holy crap. This is real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, do you not know about like people like writing to prisons to like find love? No. Or just for fun. Like that's a thing. Make a lonely inmate smile. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And these people will, like, go and meet their loves at prison without ever meeting them. There's a woman wearing full makeup, lipstick, and painted her nails behind this fence. <laughs> and it's supposed to be prison. <laughs> you ain't ever heard of conjugal visits? No, you don't get a conjugal visit until you're married. But, yeah. One of the people on the show had a prison wedding. Do they have a jingle? 
Is there a jingle like Farmers Only? <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen an ad for the website. <laughs> Please tell me there's a jingle. <laughs> you don't have to be lonely at, at findaninmate.com. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, yes, if you need a show to watch, I highly, highly recommend this one. You he will on scream Wii. oh no at your TV. It's on Wii oh, TV. Oh no. <laughs> I screamed oh no at freaking, uh, oh God, what's another? What's that other show? Scared Straight, Beyond Scared Straight. Yeah, that this one is was worse. A good one. This is worse. <laughs> really? Oh no. <laughs> it is even better than you think it is. My expectations are already pretty high based on the fact that I had no idea that meetaninmate.com is real. <laughs> it will exceed everything that you expect from it. The devil is alive. All right, keep going. <laughs> uh, I think that's all I had. Um, and my family's still here, so I'm going to dip so I can spend time with them before they leave. So, uh, yeah, I'll talk to you guys later. Love you. Do you Bye. use the phrase... But do you, wait, Aaron, do you use the phrase, you got too much dip on your chip? I've never heard that phrase whoa, before. Whoa, whoa, you whoa, need whoa, to. Whoa, whoa. You got too, you got too, too much, much dip, dip on, on your chip? chip? <laughs> That's what, what I keep thinking of. Like, you, you know. Biting off a little more than you can chew. Okay, off, it's that, the same man. exact thing. Yeah, it's the same okay. thing as biting off more you can chew, except it's just got a little too much dip on your chip. <laughs> Interesting. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's my favorite okay. saying now. <laughs> I, I, will, I will leave you all with that. All right. Well, before we talk about the big one, I'll, I can actually go to my show because my show is about love as well. I, I was okay. Here's how I was going to do it, Mav. I was going to have you do your show, and then I was going to talk about the things that I watched that y'all haven't watched, and then we could do like the things that we all do together last. Sure. sure. So yeah, go ahead and do the thing. All right. So I watched a new show that started a few weeks ago. It's actually on the USA Network. You might have heard it. Um, <laughs> and dipped my toe into the reality television scene and watched a show called Temptation Island. Have you heard of it? What? That sounds like a porn. I'm straight up like, <laughs> <laughs> like that just sounds like a porno movie, dude. No, I'm it's sorry. It's actually a, a rebooted show. They actually did it like I believe back in the '90s or, or the early 2000s. Basically, the premise of the show is there are four couples that are that go to this island and then um all the girls go to one house and all the guys go to this other house so they separate and also that's the sort of the backstory is that there's kind of something wrong with each couple and they're kind of trying to work through it and so like there's one couple that's kind of like not very emotionally attached there's like a couple that have been on and off for like 10 years there's one couple that's like the girl has problems, thinks that her boyfriend's not masculine enough. Um, and then another relationship where it's like the only person you've ever been with. So I think it brings in a lot of different relationship dynamics into one. And then as part of the show, you, you put them in a house of single uh, people and you tempt them. With their exes. No, oh, no, no, not with exes, with just single people. And so they each person picks one of the single people to go out with like every day and so it's just it's just cheating but not like they're tempting you to cheat pretty much basically and it's supposed to be a sort of thing where uh you either realize actually i have i like what i have or here's something better 
But now that's a episode, that's a show where you can get too much dip on your chip. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> oh, and it it's gone from zero to one hundred real quick. So what you're saying is that this is Swingers, the show. Just, just about kind I mean, of. It's it's just good, good fun. Hey, if if, if everyone's cool with it, like Swinger, what you got to do? Like I said, I don't think anyone has actually done anything. I would say major yet. Um. But they oh, are supposed coming. to treat themselves like they are single. But it's, again, supposed to be the sort of thing like no matter what, you're like either, yeah, this is my person or maybe I need to look for something else. You don't have to be lonely at meetandainmate.com. And then, oh, oh, favorite part of the show. So then every night um, they bring the... So all the four girls in the couples and all the four of the guys that are in the couples to this bonfire and just to stoke it all, they show probably like the most mischievous clip of their partner from the, from the day Ooh! to get their kind of reaction and stuff. And so that's often when all the bombshell stuff. So you can tell when something happens during the show and you're like, oh, that's making the bonfire. So wait. Has anyone kissed somebody that wasn't their significant other than they yep, showed at the bonfire? We had that this week, and the, the girlfriend. Of course, it wasn't. Understandably, a dude. was yeah, because also I believe he's cheated on her in the past, and that was that's the couple that's been like on and off for like ten years, um, and so she lost it. So I'm so she was like about to go get her thing on with somebody else. But it's the sort of thing too where she's from like the week one. She's like, "This has very quickly taught me that I've just been mad about all this little crap compared to what everybody else is dealing with, and now I'm going to lose him over it." Hmm. And it's kind of happening. Yeah. So it's a lot of stands. You you. Like, especially just people have people like certain uh, people like in the groups. It's just good old fun, just drama. Sometimes I'm really happy about how not dramatic my own relationship is in comparison to other people. (laughs) Like, it just makes me happy sometimes. (laughs) So it's nice. That's my that's my reality TV fix. Um. Okay, so things that I have watched. So, have y'all heard of Letterkenny? Nope. No. It is a Canadian sitcom about a real small town in Canada and the tales of their lives. It is one of the funniest shows I've found recently. Like, I don't even know how to... The main character likes to fight. Like, he fights somebody every episode, but he's also just, like, a really sweet guy. Um, he has some some really weird friends and a sister who gets into all the shenanigans. It's just a good time. I think everyone should watch it. It's on Hulu. Watch Letterkenny. It's great. Um, I saw... I watched Russian Doll, which is a new show on Netflix, that the way I describe it is imagine Groundhog Day, but Bill Murray is um, 
Oh, homegirl from Orange is the New Black. Who is she playing Orange is the New Black? Her name is Natasha Leone. Um. Oh, yep, yep. I know exactly who you're talking about. Red. Not Red. Uh, not Red. Nikki. Yeah, she played Nikki on um, on Orange is the New Black. So instead of Bill Murray, it's Nikki. Um, and also there's more cocaine. Uh, <laughs> it's wild. It's a good time, but also really heartfelt. And it's only eight episodes. Eight, like, 25-minute episodes on Netflix. And I watched them all at the same time. So highly recommend Russian Doll. Uh, I saw the first two Lego movies. Did you not ever watch the first one? I didn't until yesterday. Oh, wow. I, I thought it was quality. Yeah, it's good. If I had to rank the Lego movies I have seen, I haven't seen the Lego Ninjago one. or the ba- Have you seen the Batman one? Yes. I would go Lego Batman on top, uh, the Lego movie, and the Lego movie 2, the second part. Not that it was bad, but it's like... Those two are like 2A and 2B. Like, it was good. It was pretty good. It's a musical. Like, more of a musical than the first one. Like, there are multiple songs. Um, Tiffany Haddish is great. Um, I think it's interesting that in 2014... So, Chris Pratt plays two roles in this. And Chris Pratt's other role is kind of like a douchey dude. And I think Chris Pratt still thinks that he's Emmett when he's actually the other guy. Um, but it's a it's a good one. I I if you like the first Lego movie, I think you'll like the second one. So go check it out. Okay. Lastly, Serenity. Have y'all heard anything about this movie? Explain it to me because it doesn't ring a bell. It's the Matthew McConaughey um, and Hathaway are the two leads for the movie. Um, Matthew McConaughey on a boat. Are y'all ever going to watch this movie? Because I really just want to dive all the way in. No, I'm never going to see this. Nope. Okay. So come along with the ride. Strap in. Buckle up. So Matthew McConaughey is a... This is full spoilers for Serenity, by the way. He is a captain of a boat on this island, and he takes tourists out on the boat to catch fish, to catch tuna. But there's this one tuna he's been mean to catch. <laughs> this, one, this is the real plot line. It's this one tuna he's been mean to catch and named it Justice. And he needs to catch tuna. But one day, his old flame, Anne Hathaway, comes. And they broke up because he went to war in Iraq and he changed. And he, she found a rich dude back in the st- back stateside. So her and their son now live with the rich dude. But the rich dude, like, abuses her and the kid. So... Anne Hathaway said he wants to bring the new husband on the boat and take him all the way out to sea so they can, like, push him in the ocean and say, oh, it was an accident. And then they're going to use, like, his life insurance money and give Matthew McConaughey, like, $10 million. Meanwhile, the kid is playing his video game all the time. And, And he, like, he invented this video game. 
and Anne Hathaway says, you know, sometimes when you talk out into the open to Matthew McConaughey, your son can hear you. And Matthew McConaughey was like, okay, that's weird. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. But, and this guy who kind of is like Mr. Poe from the a series of unfortunate events keeps coming up to him with this briefcase. And he can never get to him, but he finally gets to him and he opens the briefcase and it's this fish finder. And the dude says, use this fish finder to go find justice. Do, do you see where, where the allegory is there? Because justice is the name of the fish and they also want justice for the anyway. So it turns out that the game that the son has been building in his room is what we've been looking at the whole time. And Matthew McConaughey is just a character in the video game. In the video game, it's just him catching a fish. But he wants to kill his stepfather, so he's going to do it in the video game to like let off some, some stress. That's the plot twist. It's a video game. So Bandersnatch. It's it's weird that I watch Bandersnatch and then I watch this. But anyway, they end up one thing leads to another, <laughs> and they Matthew McConaughey kills the the stepfather in the game, and then the kid in real life goes and stabs his stepfather to death. And then he makes himself in the video game and then puts himself in the video game and then they're together forever. This this movie is less than two hours long. My whole <laughs> face. Like I realize I'm not on screen for you to see me right now. But <laughs> <laughs> That was my face the whole time you were talking. Was... <laughs> what? <laughs> like, what the frick are you? What the? Somebody had to write this down and be like, and pitch this to somebody else. <laughs> and someone had to be and like, they said, you know yes. what? <laughs> and they said yes. <laughs> this sounds like a great idea. Like the whole time, I was like. Like I heard that there, like the twist in the movie is super weird, and I was like, eh, okay. And I figured it out kind of early, like when he was playing the game, and it was like a fishing game. I was like, oh, I bet it's all a video game. But I was like, no, that's too obvious. They aren't gonna do that, and then they did it. Uh, who directed um, this movie? Let me see who directed this movie. Was it M Night Shyamalan? Oh, M Night Shyamalan, <laughs> you dog. <laughs> it was not M Night. Um, Stephen Knight. <laughs> Close enough. Uh, Stephen Knight, who also directed uh some of Peaky Blinders. Um, he's doing the new World War Z sequel, or I guess he's producing it. No, he's direct. He's re- he wrote that. He wrote The Girl in the Spider's Web. This is the first movie he directed. Huh. Also created Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. So there's a nugget for you. Uh, Weird movie. But like it was fun. (laughs) 
As long as you had a good time. I did have it. I had actually a very good time in the movie theater. It was me, Carla, in the back and like one other person in the front. And I was like laughing the entire time because it's Matthew McConaughey and Anne Hathaway just like fully committing to this movie. Just like going all the way with it. And I really appreciated that. But man, that was um, it was something. Let's talk about Big Mouth that I haven't seen yet. But y'all can talk about it however you want. It's oh, Big Mouth. It's not. Oh, big! This show is slowly becoming one of my favorites. Like, good God, I love this show so much. <laughs> Maverick, do you wanna do you wanna talk about it? Well, I didn't even really realize it. I just put on Netflix one day, and it says like Big Mouth. Uh, Valentine's special. I'm like, what? Where did this come from? And so, I mean, it makes sense uh, of all the topics that kind of Big Mouse talks about doing somewhat of a Valentine's special. Um, so, Colby, you said you have not had a chance to see it? No. David, have you seen it? Yeah, I've seen it. Okay. Uh, basically, the premise is it just it's around uh, Valentine's Day. Also, it seems to be just like uh, just a continuation of season two. Like it even identifies it as season three, episode one, um, where um, Nick, right, just got his hormone monster, but it's Connie. Girl hor- but it's Connie. It's Connie. And, um, but has not made a bubble bath yet. Bubble um, bath. <laughs> and what else is going on? There's just a lot of craziness. Andrew's a little bit crazy in this one. Yeah, man, he he's an eh, butthole in this movie. <laughs> he kind of goes all in on on Missy and puts a little too much dip on his chip. He had way too much dip on his chip. <laughs> way too much dip on that man's chip. <laughs> Just some more, but it's all still good old fun. Uh, the do- ghost of Duke Ellington went on a date with Whitney Houston. And Burt Reynolds. And Burt Reynolds was with, uh, crap. Who was his date? I didn't. I didn't recognize her. Oh, I forgot. I like to imagine that Jordan Peele finished us and was like, "Let's unwind. Let me go be the ghost of Duke Ellington again." (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so great. This show is so great. I. It's so. it, It was nice to get some character development for um not missy the the boy in the wheelchair um i forget his name already yeah, i already forgot his name which is too. bad but he great character development yeah i know that that really does not yeah um but anyway yeah character development um andrew dear god well this was mostly a nick episode it was nick yeah and um why am I forgetting everyone's name? I'm forgetting everybody. Uh, I'm already forgetting the redhead's name. Redhead. Girl. Jesse. Jesse. Jesse and uh, the the gay dude off of off that his voice by the guy from Book of Mormon. Yes, I know who you're talking about. Yes, the, both also of them the- were fantastic. They're just they are me every. Like time I go out with Lauren, 
Yeah. It's just sitting back and throwing shade. <laughs> it's like... Big J episode. Oh yeah. But his, Good God. this whole storyline with the, with the pillows, it just creeps me out. It's just the anthropomorphic pillows that he has that he fornicates with. Yeah. I keep forgetting yeah. that Jenny Slate is Missy. It's she's great, right? Yeah. <sighs> but yeah, times. I, I don't times. think it really did much for the overall story. It was just no, but it was a, a it was a nice double here. episode special. Yeah. Well, it does. I would just think it. I think it does develop Connie and Nick's relationship. Because I think that's probably that'll be one of the big connected things going into a, a season three. I would say now that Nick has finally joined the ranks. Um, yeah, man. But anyway. Um, anything else that we've watched? Uh, the good place for you. So I started it and forking heck. <laughs> this stuff is funny. Holy <laughs> forking shirt balls. Holy fork, holy forking shirt balls. So I'm on season one and I'm on like episode five. How much do you know about it? Not, I don't know anything other than like maybe a few of the jokes. All right, then like, I won't spoil anything. Okay, I only know a few of the jokes. And, um, yeah, that's really it. I don't really know anything about it narratively, if that's what you're asking. If there is, yeah. like, an overarching narrative. there it, Of all, like, the, the sure-verse, as people are starting to call it, like, Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Parks and Rec and this, this is the most, like, narrative-heavy like a lot of the shows are like character shows, but this is very much like yes, there are characters that you care about and get developed well, but this is like ran. Th- this show is the energy comes from the narrative. I would say, got it. So I'm enjoying it so far. I feel so bad for this dude um, that's stuck with her. <laughs> like who <laughs> cheaty? Yeah. Oh, I love Cheedy. I'm so I feel so bad for Cheedy, man. <laughs> I love Cheedy. He's great. What a great guy. Um, all right. It's time. Kingdom Hearts 3. The Mac Daddy of content. We it's are a long all long last. It. I've been waiting since 2006 for this game. Are you liking it? I am. I really enjoy the combat. I haven't gotten too deep into it narratively, and I know how convoluted uh, that Kingdom Hearts can be. But I so far have only had one moment where I was like, I need to look something up real fast. And that's my fault because I forgot to play slash watch stream drop distance. So I kind of had to refresh myself on where everything was kind of left off and like everyone's situation. But uh, since then, I've been good. So here's my thing about the Kingdom Hearts narrative. It is convoluted, but it's not complicated. No, it's just a lot to remember. Yeah, that's my thing is that it's not confusing if you have done your homework and have like at least seen like the main narrative points of everything. Um, But if you do that, 
you're, you should be good to go. Like, Mav, have you played any other Kingdom Hearts game before this? I played Kingdom Hearts 1. Right, that's what most people didn't, have done. Didn't, didn't make it through because I was like a six-year-old and didn't. That's like hard for young kids, uh, yeah, man. I needed a map, okay? And I just, I quit. I'm going to be honest, I quit. Oh, you're one of those little babies that needed yeah. a map. So, I mean, it, but I really enjoyed the game and I wanted to be able to play it and succeed at it. Just for what, I, don't, I just can remember it now. I think I've told that story before, even on the podcast, where I got stuck in what was like the land where you met Tarzan. Oh no! <laughs> you got it stuck is, in the. It's easy to get. Well, it's easy to not know where to go. Yeah. In, oh, in number in one, yeah. In in one, yeah. And so I just kind of quit out on it, and Solid Two came out, and never got it because by that time I was fully Xbox, and so that was also a thing that kept me from playing a lot of games. I just wasn't on the systems um, that Square Enix came out with for games. So finally, when they when it was announced this was coming to Xbox One, it kind of got me excited about it. And that's why I watched uh, Colby's 33-minute-long, uh, like, abridged history of Kingdom Hearts just to refresh myself. And I did remember some things. Like, I remember Sora was Sora, but had to get a lot more refreshing. Yeah, I'll, getting all of the stuff with the organization and Xehanort and... Motivations and organization and thirteen. The real organization. That's that's a lot of dream drop distance stuff that I needed to refresh on, and I just didn't. So but that was my own fault. But other than that, I was I was good. Yeah. My favorite part of that um, that video is that they called um, Chain of Memories a poker game, <laughs> and I yeah. died. Uh, <sighs> Matt, you never played um, Chain of Memories. I tried, man. I tried, I tried so I hard. I couldn't finish it. I couldn't it's, do it. It's a card-based RPG. It was so dumb. Yeah, I and probably I, wouldn't have played that. I couldn't do it. Narratively, I, it was fine. Narratively, it was fine. Playing it was like banging your head against the wall. And I was like, <laughs> I could not imagine trying to play that on Game Boy when it originally released. Yeah. I couldn't, but when you called it a poker game, I that was the hardest I may have laughed that week. <laughs> but yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I'm having a good time with it. Yeah, man, it's uh, I I just kind of sit and like watch the scenery and just like if you look at the graphics from Kingdom Hearts two to now, it's just so beautiful. <laughs> Corona is beautiful. Yeah. It's so nice. And having fully voice-acted NPCs has been freaking fantastic. Except. Stop it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I do not like Mickey's voice acting. Well, I'm sorry. whatever. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. I'm, like, I don't know if it's the little squeak that I want Mickey to have or, or what it is, but... Like, I'm convinced that, like, okay, so this Kingdom Hearts 3 is the perfect example of the right amount of cheese. Like, there's a level of cheesiness that some things have that is okay. Kingdom Hearts 3 has the perfect amount of cheesiness that I'm okay with. Oh, I it's forgot so about wholesome. this. It's so wholesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's wholesome. I, I, I agree with that, too. And, and like... 
the messages too, like always like very sappy kind of stuff, but it's it's all just the perfect. You know what? Sappy. That's what we need in this day and age. Yeah. More sappy crap about how the light will always win. That's what I need. I need that kind of positive freaking in my life. <laughs> now is what I need. I, and this was one of those things where you just remember, you know, this is very much a Kingdom Hearts thing. I just feel so uncomfortable with all the, just the little sighs that like Sora and the characters do. Just like the, huh? huh? That's an anime thing, bro. That's a Japan thing. Yeah, that's that's the that's the J in the JRPG coming. Yeah, out. man. <laughs> it's just so uncomfortable, and I'm like. Ugh. But, um, you just gotta get used to it. I didn't know that. So when when people sign up to do like Disney movies, that Disney also like gets them to voice like every iteration of that character, which is how we got Adina Menzel and Kristen Bell and Mandy Moore and Zachary Levi and Josh Gad, like in the game. To have like these crazy right? actors like voicing a video game. Like sometimes like I think they pull some stuff from the movies, but sometimes they like address Sora and Goofy and Donald. I was like, that's Zachary Levi talking. I talking know. To. Like they got the original Hercules actor and they got, you know, James Woods, and it's like Sora, Donald, Goofy, and I'm like, God dang. If you took this game out of context, it'd be like a fever dream. Like <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that, I guess the first game is out of context, but um, but like, do you? I, I think Johnny Depp is the one that didn't get uh, for obvious reasons. Yeah, is not back. Well, is it even for obvious reasons, or is it just because like I don't know? Because I don't. I personally who of think the, of the pirates cast did they actually get? Did they get Orlando Bloom? I couldn't tell. No. He was also... I'm Definitely. still in the Caribbean, and I only heard him talk for, like, and two not, sentences. And, and, I know... And they I know they didn't get Nightly either. I know they didn't get um, Tom Hanks, and I know they didn't get Tim Allen. But they got Tom Hanks' brother. Who, who does most... He, Tom Hanks' brother does the voice acting for Tom Hanks in, in iterations of um, Woody that he is not personally like doing but they like, got the main the voice movie. actors for um for ham and um and the the dinosaur um rex 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 yeah so yeah I, i'm really enjoying it so far i'm enjoying it too i know some like some i've seen some discontent from like the uber hard kingdom hearts fans about it and how it's too short and too easy but but Quite is it frankly. too short, or all are all of these worlds gigantic? Yeah, I don't. I think I'm I'm okay with the size of stuff so far, and I'm just saying they're complaining because there's no critical mode right now, and so they're saying, "Oh, it's too easy." Like proud, I'm on proud mode, and it's a little easy, but it's still a little bit of a challenge. I play all my games on normal. I've just played so much Kingdom Hearts. I'm like, I didn't even like. I looked through a couple of the tutorials, but I was like, I know what the frick is going on here. Like, I don't need you to give me a tutorial to cast magic. I know this crap. I know. I already know my custom, like my customization and my layout of my shortcuts for my magic. Literally, the only game I bump up the difficulty is Madden. Not even 2K. No, I probably could if I I could, and it would probably be more fun for me. Yeah, I'm here for a fun time. Not a long time. 
But like Madden Pro is too easy. All Madden is impossible. It, yeah, and all, like, all I don't know how you play on all Madden and have fun. I don't. I get frustrated. I haven't bought a Madden game since like eight, seventeen. Just because I, it, I have to relearn every new one because there's some new wrinkle and it makes me frustrated. It's something there's always some new wrinkle in the passing game that frustrates me. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Ooh, great catch. <laughs> All right. Is there anything else we want we want to say this week? Um, is there anything that we're looking forward to? Like, as far as content, is there anything that we want to... Let me check my content calendar. Ready for some Star Wars stuff. They did, did y'all, get some leaks. Did, yeah. Did y'all, did y'all watch the new uh, the Super Bowl um, Endgame trailer? There's nothing spectacular in it, but I, I like cool. how it's implied that all the Mets fans got snapped. <laughs> I think that's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, Austin. R.I.P. I don't think so. Not this week. Next week, How to Train Your Dragon 3 comes out. I want to go on a tangent next week, and I really want to talk about how How to Train Your Dragon is one of the best, like low-key, one of the best movie franchises that's come out in a minute. We can do that. Like, I absolutely love that franchise, and even more so because there is a fan-freaking-tastic arrangement of the soundtrack for Wind Band that I want to conduct this year with the high school wind ensemble. And I'm going to get a video of it and send it to y'all and be like crying <laughs> along with it. <laughs> so good. Oh, we'll get to that next week, but I'm going to go cause I'm hungry and I'm tired and need to grade. All right, friends. Well, if you want to find us, you can do that at tinyurocom Slash never made varsity. <laughs> he was a five star rating and a review on iTunes. Anything you liked or didn't like, be sure to let us know via Twitter at never made pod. Thank you to Audible for sponsoring the show. For your 30 day trial, go to audibletrial.com slash NMV pod. Thank you to David Cutter for the music. And we'll the see sweet, you. Sweet music. We'll see you next week. Jared Goff is not a franchise QB. <laughs> Bye. Keep all that dip off your chip. <laughs>